back to Faith Through the Fire. We left off our last episode with Matt Miller. Matt was uh, beginning to tell us how he was seeking God, and God was putting some things together in his life, putting people in his life that could bring him the gospel. Listen in as, as Matt has a powerful story of how God worked in his life. So I, after that, she invited me to come to Fountainhead, and I my work shifted, and I couldn't meet, you know, like we couldn't meet like that anymore in that group got kind of dispersed because we all changed shifts and it was kind of a it actually i think was in that moment another move that god was making and it forced me to uh, i asked that preacher after i'm like look man i ain't gonna be able to do this bible study for encouragement and i need some encouragement i get off at like seven but i could be over here at eight would you be willing to study with me and just talk about some bible stuff and he was like absolutely And when I heard that, I was like, what? Like, the preacher actually got time for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't believe it. So I'm like, all right, dude. So I ended up going over there every morning. I just go over there and I say, look, man, I need you to talk to me. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to ask you this question, and then I'm just going to be a sponge. I need you to tell me everything he told me. Bible, 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 Bible. You know, there wasn't one book he even brought up. And then I went, and... I remember the first time I went in there, I was still on that cult stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, I got my kids coming up in here. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know they ain't doing snakes and stuff, but I mean, if we got stuff like that happening, like I am out of here, dude. Like, I know they're not weirdos, but maybe they just think that that's normal. You know, like I still was just heavily doubting it. And I got in there and, you know, they didn't have the instruments, but all the songs pretty much that I had sung, you know, years ago as a kid is, I mean, I knew all the songs. I'm like, well, I know these songs. I tell you though, brothers, the thing that got me, one of the things that got me was the men singing. I'd never, the only men I ever heard singing was my dad and the choir. That was it. You know what I'm saying? Men in the choir like seven of them you know what i'm saying like there's like eight people in the church men that would sing everybody else wouldn't sing i mean they just sit there but i was hearing men singing like next to me and and like the guy that was next to me was singing loud i'm like man this dude ain't even embarrassed at all and that that was like it was intriguing to me i'm like why is that you know but but the thing that kind of challenged me moving forward was was baptism. It was. I mean, it was something that was foreign to me. And to say that you didn't have to ask Jesus into your heart was like, what? No. And so there there was a brief moment of pushback in, on my mind. You know, I'm like, now I'm coming into, you know, uh, not believing what I'd always grown up believing. And I remember we, I called the preacher out, but I'm like, why are you saying that? Like, I need you to tell me because this is the, what I thought. And he's like, well, let's talk about it. How was you saved? And I'll talk about how I was saved. And so I told him I had gotten to the point where I was figuring out that there, that the teaching of the church of Christ was baptism has to be right there connected with the salvation. But I still wasn't willing to say, 
that you're saved by immersion, right? And so I said, well, I went forward, asked Jesus in my heart, I saved, and then that night I got baptized. And I thought, I'm in the clear, like, it ain't no thing. And he said, well, I wasn't saved that way. And so he talked about how he was saved, and I'm like, that didn't make any sense. Like, okay, that's the way you did it, but this is the way I did it, and it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how you did it, but this is how I did it. And and then he was like, well, tell me, like, according to the Bible, like, why you would say that that's the way. And I'm like, well, I ain't got no verses. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I didn't know the Bible at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... I didn't have any verses to defend myself. And he said, this is why I did what I did. And he walked through with me. And the verse that got me, y'all, and I know people try to cut it out the Bible, but it's still in mine, is Mark 16, 16. You know, like Jesus, he specifically says, he who believes and is baptized is saved. And that's the same thing that happened with the eunuch. What's the thing that's stopping me from getting baptized? Your belief. Well, do you believe? Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's get on. <laughs> right? When he told me that, it was it was the cutting of the heart, and it was the light bulb moment. And I tell y'all, all the weight that had, had been on me, I mean, from way back. Because I, you know, I had always thought, and, and I, I worry about this teaching that once you're saved, you're always saved. I mean, I worry about that teaching because that's what I live by. I could live however I wanted to because it don't matter. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I mean, that teaching is what taught, that comforted me enough to leave my faith just in the dust because I felt like I was good. From nine years old until that moment, I felt like I was good. And he said, I want you to be my brother. And I'm like, I thought we was brothers. And he <laughs> said, not really. And I'm like, he needed to tell me that because at that moment I got cut. And I'm like, wait a minute. So so basically what you saying, I said, I'm not trying to be mad at you, but this is going to sound like this is going to sound like I'm mad at you, but I want to just say before I say this, I'm not mad at you, but I need to say this. So what you're saying is that I'm not saved right now. I'm still in my sins right now. And he said, I'm not saying it. The Bible's saying it, bro. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it was, I know he always love that. That's a drop mic for sure. You know what I'm saying? And I, at that moment, I said, why do, like, I, that can't happen. Like, I can't be in my sins no more. I got too many. I got too much. You know, I thought all them, I thought all my sins was being forgiven, like, even up to this point. And I got a lot on me right now. I, that, I, I can't do that. Because then I started getting anxious, you know. And I thought, all right, well, what do I need to do? Like, tomorrow, it was Tuesday when we talked on that Wednesday. I'm like, so I'll just come down in front of everybody tomorrow and, you know, get baptized. And he was like, well, you ain't got to do that. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because, see, I'd always been taught it's an outward sign of an inward grace. I mean, I'm showing everybody. 
you know, that I'm saved, that I'm a Christian. That's my first step of obedience to obey God, you know, uh, as a Christian. And he's like, the baptistry is ready, bro. Like, we can go right now. And I'm like, well, let's go. (laughs) And he was like, no, I mean, we can go. I'm like, bro, right now, if you saying that I could be saved right now, let's go. And of course, the baptistry heater is out. You know what I'm saying? Of course. <laughs> it's ice cold in there. So we get up there and he's like, it's freezing cold. I'm like, dude, I don't care, bro. Like, I need to be fixed right now. Like, you, I'm convinced. It's like Paul said, I'm persuaded, bro. I'm persuaded. <laughs> And he said, all right, well, let's go. He was so hyped, man. I Amen. know he was, bro. Amen. And so that day, I, you know, was immersed into Jesus. And I called my girl because she never, Danny or Aaron, never, never, not one time pushed Jesus on me. And I always tell the young kids this. Do not think that living for Jesus and doing Jesus's will isn't enough. Because these, I mean, Aaron was as close to me as anybody, and she never pushed it on me. Amen. As I talked about it, she'd talk about it. As Dan, as I talked to with Danny, he'd talk about it. But he never, they never were over aggressive. And even the minister, who you know, he never was over aggressive. He allowed me to do it. And I mean, when I came up out that water, y'all, man. I was like Paul the Apostle, bro. <laughs> I immediately went to work that night, and I dropped the Bible on my. I remember dropping the Bible on my uh, podium at work and on my where I was working at, and I said, "Ain't no more pills getting sold around here, but we gonna. I'm gonna sell some Bibles. <laughs> I'm gonna sell some Jesus." And uh, they all laughed at me, man. They all laughed at me because they knew. What I've been, you know, for years, man, I've been selling all them people stuff. And while I wasn't doing it in that moment, they, I still had to, you know, every once in a while, I'd still hook them up. You know, all that stuff was still kind of going on. Um, but I remember that day specifically, man. And, and this is no joke. Five guys. I was, I was very raw in the faith. Five guys obeyed the gospel immediately, dude, at my work. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man. Like two of the guys that worked for me right under me and then a couple of my other buddies immediately. Wow. And uh, yeah, I'm thinking, and you know, like two of them, I think, are still faithful. But that's all. But I see, I talk to all of them periodically. And, uh, you know, two of them moved away. And one of them that's moved away, he lives in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. He's doing pretty good. Um, but, Amen. yeah, a movement started with Emmy, y'all, and it ain't stopped me. <laughs> it ain't stopped, man. I, it ain't stopped. That, man, that's, that's powerful. That's a powerful story. I, I want to go, go back a little bit. So you had talked about Cornelius, right? Yeah, And man. seeking. I don't know how many times me and Stephen – I feel like it's almost every, not every show, but we've talked to people who've we we've had a, a person that that is a member here, one of our sisters here who was addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, she talked about it about all this stuff coming together. 
where she started <laughs> seeking, like yep. you talking about, like Cornelius, I know for sure, there's no doubt, God, if you're seeking the truth, you're going to find it. Scripture tells yep. us that. Yep. And so, and I think also, well, we got an elder here that's from the Philippines. Mm. You talk about another story. Yeah, his story yep. about that. Like yep. where, where he listens to a preacher that had some different views. <laughs> yeah, that was telling him to come down here and you know, you know. But you're, eventually, you're eventually led him to the truth. But it led him to the truth, and it's crazy how many times these people, and they go through, you know, what this this podcast is about: faith through the fire. They go through these things, and I, to me, you know, I always think about. I, I love the Beatitudes. I love how Jesus starts the Sermon on the Mount, and mm-hmm. the very, very first thing thing he says, and I think there's a reason he says it. Very first thing: "Blessed are the poor in spirit, bro, for theirs is the kingdom of God." There's a reason he starts with that because I think he's saying, before you do anything, you need to be broke. If you ain't broke, (laughs) you ain't going to do it. And you talked about it before when your life became a mess. I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's what you basically say. Absolutely. (laughs) You were relying on you, right? And And no matter what background we have, we all can fall in that. If I start relying on me... Yeah. It ain't it ain't gonna work, and it, it ain't. I, I can't accept <coughs> Jesus until I understand. I you know that word poor in spirit is the the Greek word there. You know they talk about the two words. The Greek word yes. is like I need you to feed me, or I'm gonna die. Yeah, that, I'm, I, if I don't get your help, I'm not gonna make it. That's right, and and you can see that in your, in your life. You finally was like, dude, I'm done. I can't do well, this. Well, and and you know, I, I think maybe my encouragement to people, even even brethren in the faith, my encouragement is this, and I'm a firm believer, and you said it. If I mean, it's this concept of, and and you know, you go through a trial, and everybody wants to shut her down, you know, like. Um, but I I think that Paul is the perfect example of it because. He pleads three times for it to go away, you know, and, and Jesus says, no, because here's what I want you to know. There's strength in this weakness, because if you're if you continually are seeking me, then what you're doing is you're willing to rely on my way through it. And and until you said it, until you're broke, I mean, I, I was ignorantly I was ignorantly following, you know, trying to do God's will. But once I realized it, I'm like, all of these things led me to right here. Like, there's no way I can turn my back on this dude. And there was some tough times in that moment where I'm like, I'm praying this prayer to you, God. I know you don't hear me. You know what I'm saying? Because look at the circumstance. It ain't got no better. But my encouragement would be, you keep seeking Amen. You keep pushing through. Amen. You keep holding fast. I promise you, it may not be the thing that you think it should be. It's going to be even better. Amen. Because, yep. you know, sometimes, like I got a guy that I'm dealing with right now. He's he was He's dealing with some anxiety, big time. And 
one of the things that he said to me, he said, Matt, I ain't never in my life got down on my knees and prayed to God. And I said, I want you to think about that for a minute. It took this problem for you to get this close to God. I said, I know this may sound odd and I know this may sound crazy, but don't you think that's what God been wanting this whole time? Okay. I said, what you going to do when you, what's going to happen when you get past this anxiety? You going to get back down on your knees or not? Because mm-hmm. right now you as close to God as you ever have been in your whole life. Dude. Amen. And you don't even realize it yet. Look, he came out of, he's been doing way better. We've gotten some medication going. Some yeah. things are happening where he's, he's doing a lot better. He called me. He called me and said, Hey, bro, I just needed to tell you one thing. I'm about to get on my knees, man. <laughs> <laughs> you That's know what awesome. I had to do? I had to get on my knees, too, man. Amen. In my office, man, I got on my knees, bro. I'm like, this is a movement. You Amen. know what I'm saying? Amen. People, if people don't want to talk and proclaim, I know sometimes in the church we get all twisted up about Talking about testimony and all that. No, what has God done for you? That's the thing, man. Tell me. Amen. Like, I get that we I w- didn't have the ability to heal people, and I didn't see Jesus. But I see Jesus working through my life, and I see him working through all kinds of people's lives. Amen. So don't tell me that boy ain't alive, and don't <laughs> yeah. tell me he don't work. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I've, I've talked about that before, you know, the physical because I, I think growing up, I used to think, why can't if, – if we could just see a miracle or, a, you know – I'll be good. Say, I'm good. It'd give me faith. But you start thinking about it. What's more impressive, somebody turning their life around for Jesus or a physical miracle? Well, and, and, you, you know, know? I, always, I always press the people on uh, – uh, I was talking to this one lady. She said, if I just could, as a younger girl, if I could just see Jesus, then I'd be good. I said, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that George Washington was a real person? And she said, yeah. I said, how do you know that? Like, did you meet George? Is some of your people kin <laughs> to George Washington? Did you see George Washington? No. Well, then how do you believe it? Because the book said so. Okay. Well, do you believe that there are Indians here in North America? Do you believe that? That tribes were all over this place? Well, yeah. Why? Did you see the Indians? No. I'm like, but you believe that there's Indians? Yes. So you're going to believe all those things with no problem. But then this guy who's saving your life and there's multiple people that you've heard that I've talked that you've talked to other than me I'm telling you straight up that this guy has helped me in my life and look where I'm at and look at where I am now and it's only because of him and you're not going to believe that wait a minute <laughs> they Amen. got your eyes twisted up Amen. you got a blindfold on <laughs> and she I tell you man I need you to pray for me on that because she's uh, she's really close to obeying the gospel. And matter of fact, she brought her 
dad and her uh, stepmom to church this past Sunday. Amen. Oh, that's great. Talking awesome. about them Indians, man. Amen. Damn, bro. <laughs> I love it, dog. Amen. You know, it's like Tom. It's it's the whole Thomas deal. Look, man. Here, touch me. Look, touch my hands. Feel me. You know. Uh, now you can believe. But here's the thing. Blessed are the ones who don't see me and believe. That's the yep. ones I'm saying are going to be blessed. And Amen. I'm like, I'm all about that. That's the guy. That's the team I'm on. And <laughs> yeah. he said, I'm blessed. Amen. So, Amen. Anyway, man, I love awesome. you guys, man. Lo- I'm going to have to come you, up there and, and, and just do, yes, get me to do speak something or yes, something. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yes, sir. We're we're gonna work on that. We're gonna work Figure on that. Figure something out and we'll we, come up, man. <laughs> we're gonna I, do it. We're gonna do it. I did have a question for you. I, I'm kind of curious. Uh, you know, just being a I, I'm a, a parent and my my kids are younger, um, and a lot of times we talk about uh, making sure that we instill in them what needs to be instilled in them as far as God's word. Um, and it, it sounds like to me, and of course, you you know, this is the, kind of the question is, um, it sounds like to me that your parents might have instilled some in you. And then I don't know that the seed, you know, you talked about your friend planting the seed. Um, how much do you feel like maybe your parents looking oh, back absolutely. Now, you know, looking well, back? Looking back for sure. And I, you know, I, I'm a firm there's going to be some differences for sure on, you know, doctrinal things, but I will say this, and you guys know this true as well. God's ways. Like if you, even if you're not a Christian and you do godly things like forgive long suffering, right? Kind, meek. If those qualities are in your life and you do it on people, it still has the same effect. Amen. The problem is, why would you do all? I got a guy right now, a sheriff. Man, he's a good guy. Man, he does. He's nicer and, and better at talking to people than me. And he just will not obey the gospel. And I'm like, I talked to him just straight up, and I'm like, why would you do all the things that these aren't like made up man ways? These are God's ways, and they're proven to work. Why would you do all those things? And then in the end, God be like, I don't even know who you are, man. You know, but, but that being said, I think godly principles, when they're done on people and, and God's word, even though it may not come per se from, you know, the faith, when you do godly things and you teach your kids to do godly things and they look back and reflect on it, it definitely has an effect. Because like I told my son, I said, look, man, here's the deal. I've blown it. You're 12 years old now. And my son, it wasn't too long after I became a Christian, he did too. And I think it may have been this comment because I told him I've blown it up until this point. I've been good to you. I've done things that I'm supposed to do as a dad and take care of you. But one thing that I haven't done is I haven't taught you the one who made up those ways. I said, so I need forgiveness from you on that. And I need you to forgive me for being not the dad I need to be. But that being said, from this time forward, it's going to be a different ball game. You know, it makes me emotional when I think about my son, man. He's 20. He's about to be 23. And uh, he's a good boy. He's He has seen, I mean, 
you know, not even getting into the specifics, but man, he's seen a tough life. Uh, and it was my fault and I did it. And, you know, I based, I mean, I lived off of intimidation. I was always about intimidating or trying to, you know, be the, because, you know, that's how the world teaches it, mm -hmm. you know, especially in that world. It's all based off intimidation. So when I, when I, you know, finally became a child of God and knew why and, and, and was just, you know, so excited about it, I told him and, you know, I said, look, I need to ask for forgiveness. Uh, I didn't, I haven't raised you correctly. You know, I've done some things right, but I hadn't done the main thing. And that's be a light that shines in darkness and be the father that I need to be. And so I, I asked for forgiveness and he, he thought that was weird, really. You know, he's like, uh, well, of course, dad. I'm like, no, I seriously need to say this to you because he didn't know at that time, but it was going to hold weight for a later, you know, reason. Because I t just like I told, we had a young man, he's like 30. He just obeyed the gospel. His son obeyed the gospel first, man. He was like 13, cut down the aisle, obeyed the gospel. So Austin, his dad, wasn't he wasn't interested in Jesus stuff. And he only came because his son wanted to be baptized. And I knew the, I knew the granny... Because the granny's uh, son was a guy I've been counseling on drug stuff for years. So that's another awesome story. But just a side note. So me and him was, he, Austin, the dad, finally came down and obeyed the gospel too. And we met after he obeyed the gospel. And I told him the same, this same thing. Your son is going to see Christianity how you do it. That's what he's going to see. So he's going to be as faithful. He's going to think Sunday night and Wednesday night is in, as important as you see it. And here's the sad thing, that when you level off and the high's gone from being baptized and becoming a child of God, the challenge is going to begin to see where your heart is and where your faithfulness is to this king that you said you submitted to. So... Here's the re I told my son, I said, I want you to hold me accountable on this, too. If I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, if we sitting here on a Sunday night and a Wednesday night when we should be there, and that's the easiest thing you could do. I mean, if I'm sitting here partying and doing the things that I shouldn't be doing, I want you to call me out on that. And he said, all right. And I said, but on the flip side, I'm going to call you out, too. And we I'm not calling you out just just because i'm calling you out because this is what god has called us to do Amen. and so i think that i and i know I, and you guys know this as well sometimes the best christianity is asking for forgiveness you know yeah. like it's the best thing to tell your kid look i got a little bit out of control right there my <laughs> attitude wasn't Amen. quite what it needed to be yeah. and i'm sorry yes sir but you still in trouble. You know, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Amen. Anyway. Awesome. All right, brother. We, man, man, I love y'all, man. Lo we love you. And uh, thank you for the time, man. This has yeah, been thanks, awesome. It's, Absolutely. It's been awesome. Figure some way to get me up there. I want to come hug y'all's neck, really. <laughs> hey, hey, man. God bless you guys. I yeah, appreciate you. Thank you, man.
Well, yeah, I'll, I'll call you soon. Okay. Right. See you, man. Later. See ya. If you're out there and you're going through a fire, our prayer for you is that you have the attitude of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who said our God can deliver us from this fiery fire. But even if he doesn't, we will still serve him and him only. Thank you for listening to Faith Through the Fire. 